Area Podcast is brought to you by the Anti-Racism and Education Alliance. This discussion-based podcast aims to analyze subjects regarding racism and social justice. We encourage you to talk about similar topics with your friends, family, and community. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, my name is Lena. And I'm Soyun. And welcome to the Area Podcast. Our topic of discussion today is social media algorithms and activism. So we chose to do this topic today because when we talk about activism as students, raising awareness is often what first comes to mind. And social media is the common choice or common platform for us to do that. So one of the main topics that we're going to be discussing is censorship, especially on TikTok. And this is kind of an old conversation. It's around, like the main uh, event is around 2020 summer when the it was the heat for activism regarding Black Lives Matter and the unfortunate events that happened earlier that year. So we're going to be discussing how TikTok was censoring those types of content on its platform. So we have some articles that we read about this and just in general, the event is about how many black content creators on TikTok having experiences where views and audience reach for their content have been lower for topics regarding Black Lives Matter and how sometimes TikTok would even delete or delete their videos or ban their account. They would tag it as inappropriate for things like that. So we're going to be discussing the first article we read, which is a Times article. And so this is a direct quote from the Times article. TikTok has previously admitted to suppressing posts from physically disabled LGBTQ and overweight users as a part of what it has said was a set of what was intended to be anti-bullying policies. So basically what they said was that the algorithm picked up um, things like being LGBT or being part of a marginalized community. So they said they wouldn't show those types of Um, content creators to a bigger audience because that could subject them to bullying or um, discrimination, basically. So when faced with these accusations in the summer, TikTok claimed that these types of incidents were a result of those anti-bullying policies. However, we think that it's a clear result of censorship from TikTok's end. So we have a specific case but it's not exactly about the TikTok timeline. So there is a TikTok user at Ziggy Tyler, and apparently there is this thing called uh, Creator Marketplace on TikTok, and basically it's a platform where TikTok creators can have can find ways to get sponsorships and uh, find entrepreneurship opportunities from their TikTok profile, and this creator posted a video with screen recorded evidence showing that TikTok does not allow keywords such as Black Lives Matter, Black Support, etc. on his creator marketplace profile and yet allows words such as neo-Nazi and white supremacy. Yeah, so it's a clear contradiction to what they claimed before. So this constant cycle of suppressing Black content creators and that causes them to have a smaller audience and they can't expand their platform it um, causes them to um, not be able to highlight issues regarding um, racism or other discrimination. And 
it's again a repeating cycle. And TikTok has apologized for these incidents. And like I said before, this is an incident and these are incidents that happened in the summer of 2020 when this type of activism was at an all-time high. However, from my personal experience regarding like TikTok, because I tend to follow some creators who post a lot of content regarding activism, they're still getting banned or their content is still getting deleted for you know, streamlining these types of content or if they have certain keywords. Like I, I see a lot of people having to censor certain words just because TikTok will take down content mm, that for has- For example, the A with a four. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially because TikTok has recently added captions to their platform, which is a great accessibility like aspect. But from this caption feature, you can clearly see like which words that TikTok is choosing to censor and therefore creators have to choose to replace some words or spell certain things out just so that they're not getting banned. And I think this is a especially important and sort of crucial discussion that we need to keep criticizing large corporations for because like we said, activism is becoming a more accessible thing because of social media and a lot of people who haven't had the opportunity to express their struggles and to a lot of people can have the opportunity to uplift these marginalized voices from social media and even us as minors and as students who don't have access to certain certain things that allow our ideologies and certain things that allow social constructs like racism to be dismantled. We don't have access to that and social media allows us to have access to that. But because of things like the censorship case, we're being actively <laughs> prohibited from doing this from the very platforms that allow us to do it. So there's another incident that was in a specific case. So. Following the May 19th blackout movement organized by Lex Scott, apparently there was a technical glitch on TikTok that affected view count displays on videos tagged with hashtags Black Lives Matter and hashtag George Floyd. Although those tags had views upwards to 1 billion views. And this, this caused TikTok to release its apology. But this is so harmful considering the fact that it was the height of activism and how people were voicing their their experiences and their important opinions regarding this issue. And yet people, like this hashtag was basically being shut down even though it was such an important hashtag then. But TikTok released a statement saying that the glitch was also affecting random words like hashtag hello and hashtag cat. And they did resolve the problem. So it's hard to say if this incident was intentional or if it was a result of TikTok's algorithm that was trying to flag certain content or if it was just a technical glitch. But it was in the height of where social media platforms were being filled with discussions regarding racism and Black Lives Matter. So I think this was definitely a harmful incident. Okay, so 
part of harmful things that regarding social media is performative activism. So this might be a kind of controversial topic if you view it in that way. But performative activism, it's basically people who might post things about a topic or say some say some things about it and it's not having a positive or helpful impact on the issue at hand and instead it's kind of uplifting the person who's saying it so that it benefits them. So the reason why we're mentioning this in a discussion about social media algorithms and how activism is tied to these social media algorithms is because as much as the censorship from the platform is so detrimental to the activity within that hashtag or that form of activism, the user action can also affect this. And because activism has become more accessible, a lot of people are expressing expressing their ideologies. And because of this, some people may feel pressured to post this type of content, which results in performative activism. So we're going to discuss a certain thing that happened to people around us. But the first thing that we're going to discuss is when we had a blackout, I think it was in 2020. And this isn't just within our community, but... It was, it was really wide, like worldwide, yeah, it happened. Where it was supposed to be a blackout so that black creators can have a higher opportunity so that their voices can be heard on these social media platforms. However, we found that on Instagram, a lot of people were posting pictures of black squares to kind of express that they were participating in the blackout. Yeah, saying they are supporters of Black Lives Matter, but in the captions, there were actually many posts without any captions, so basically... It wasn't giving any resources to be more aware about the topic or um, resources so that people who are affected by the issue could help themselves or nothing like that. So it was basically a square that said, I care about this, but then it's it's kind of obvious that it's having the opposite effect since it ended up drowning out the black content creators' voices and all the resources that it provided in the hashtag. Instead, it was just black squares without any information. Yeah. And just to clarify, a lot of these posts had the hashtags Black Lives Matter or George Floyd or Blackout on them. So, like, if you were to try and go through these hashtags to find content that was being provided on this day by black creators for the general public, then you wouldn't be able to because in reality, even very large very large uh, influencers or people with very large followings were posting these black squares that would end up on the top of the hashtag and therefore suppress actual content that was necessary. Yeah, and even recently, people are posting chain mail-like stories, like Instagram stories, that include phrases such as repost if you're against racism, I can see who skips, or things like I'm going to lose all my respect for you if you don't repost. And I think this is a type, like a format of um, kind of baiting people into reposting, not only for racism, but for um, topics such as sexism as well. 
but basically this is pressuring people to post that basic a statement that says they're against it and it doesn't again similar to the black squares it doesn't provide any useful information so it was unhelpful again and it's uplifting the person that posts it and portraying them as a person who cares about it when in reality those people often don't post things about that topic or um, performs activism in their daily life so yeah and then just to clarify this is from a new feature on Instagram where people like can post a certain like box on their story that has a prompt and people can reshare it with images in the background or they can simply reshare it with a black background and therefore there was a lot of people around us that reposted these types of prompts whether it was like we said repost if you're against racism or repost if you're against rape certain things that are really important to have valuable discussions about but were being treated so lightly just because they want yeah. some people wanted to show to the general public that oh I'm a really good person yeah. so I and care this about type this. of thing makes these discussions around that topic feel more like a trend and because of this it feels the topic feels really light and it's more likely to be like oh okay this person cares about it so then they move on from it yeah so it has a harmful effect yeah and I feel like a lot of people our age are so quick to do this just because we don't have opportunities to make large contributions mm -hmm. or the world seems so big and we feel like we can't really contribute so we resort to these really easy actions that basically have no effect no value on the actual issue but in reality if you even just sharing information from actual accounts that post valuable information can f be far more valuable than posting these weird squares. Mm. Yeah, so basically what we were trying to say is not only censorship from um, algorithms and the companies that provide these platforms, but user interactions are also ultimately harmful. They're more harmful than helpful. So try to be more conscious about what type or what kind of actions you're taking to contribute to activism and trying to combat these social issues. Yeah, and the reason why we're having this discussion is, like we, like we said, social media is becoming such a large platform to host activism, and especially because social media platforms itself, like TikTok was a very obvious case in the summer, but we don't know right now if Instagram is doing the same thing or if Twitter is doing the same thing. So users themselves need to have valuable inter interactions to fully utilize the effectiveness and the potential of social media to actually create an impact in the world. And I think that's a valuable thing, but like I said, we need to fully utilize it. So if we're having these very redundant conversations or very, we're posting very performative content, then we're basically just ruining our own chances and our own equipment on like how to create an impact in the world. Yeah, because I think before social media was very prevalent and daily in our lives, um, people had to, for example, 
go out in the streets. I mean, I think it's still a way of activism that people can still do today. But social media is much more accessible and convenient. So ruining this platform is detrimental to the overall progress that we can make over the years. And it's important to sustain this platform, social media, as a place where content creators of all different communities can express themselves on and raise awareness to issues. So to kind of combat the issues that we raised and the issues that we discuss, we suggest, first of all, continuously calling out platforms or even certain creators who platforms who are censoring content, creators who are accidentally or intentionally censoring content, or creators who are posting performative things. I think a very funny incident of this was in the summer of 2020, where people, like a lot of popular creators on TikTok were posting a chain when they, where they would paint a black fist on themselves or they would raise a fist and the song was like I might not be the same but that's not important and then they had a and the song itself wasn't about even about racism, racism it was about, it was about being LGBT right? yeah. yeah so they would post these types of performative content and a lot of uh, people were calling them out on that although it was still a very popular chain but actions like calling that type of stuff out is super important in keeping our platforms safe and additionally, to keep sharing information that is valuable. And if you don't have any valuable information to share, then stop sharing it. Don't share anything. Yeah. But we have certain Instagram accounts that are very basic because they already have millions of followers. But if you have, if you want to have any sources to share on your story, because any type of sharing information helps. And even these accounts, they post petitions that you can sign easily with free accounts. So there's an account at Impact, or there's an account at So Period Informed, or there is an account called at Diversify Your Narrative, and they're all on Instagram. So sharing any types of information from these accounts on your story is far more important than sharing information on performative activism or trying to prove your ideologies to the world. And I think it's important to keep keep being updated even if you post something initially I think it's important to keep posting about it because it's so easy on social media where everything gets like refreshed and new things are constantly popping up to um, make sure people are aware of the thing and that it's not just a thing that you saw for maybe two minutes and forget about it afterwards yeah and we need to keep sharing this information so that we're not treating activism and actual issues that people are being affected by as a trend. And this is really important in terms of social media because algorithms pick up on trends. So whether you're not intending it as a trend, if you stop sharing information, if it dies down, then they will stop promoting it because they will it will stop bringing traction to their website. So they will stop pr promoting it if you stop talking about it. So in a way, you have to keep it like a constant trend so that we can maintain the conversation and we can create change that actually matters. Mm. <laughs> so I think we're going to conclude our discussion. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you.